Welcome to Chicken Dinner, folks, with Sluffy and Wolf. We're here to talk about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and the journey after the jump. I'm Wolf. And I'm Sluffy. And this week we're joined by Grizz. Um, hey, Grizz, how's it going today? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Great to have you on the show. Uh, just so everyone knows uh, who you are and where you come from, can you just give us like a little history of uh, your gaming experience? Uh, yeah, so basically I come from... A few games, actually. Uh, Counter-Strike for about three or four years uh, with a mix of Arma and DayZ. Okay, and uh, why the switch to PUBG now? Uh, I've always liked survival-based tactical shooters, and it's basically a mix between Arma and DayZ for me. So it's kind of that sweet spot game for me that I found, and I'm pretty hooked so far. Yeah, it's a good birth baby. Um, and... Also, just to let everyone know, you also uh, are the owner and run a Discord, if you just want to tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm one of the owners for a Discord called PUBG Pro. Some people have heard about it. A lot of people haven't. It's a more experienced community of players who want to take it to the next level. Um, we already have a couple of teams that are already... I know for one that's already signed, which is uh, Noble Esports, they're part of our community as well. Um, basically, experienced players that are looking to try to do something with this game uh, that take this more seriously than others. Awesome. And speaking of teams and things teams can get into, we actually have a cool event coming up. Yeah, so we have Apaku's um, custom match or a custom server tournament coming up on the 27th. It's 25 teams, four games, one island, and one winner. And I'm pretty excited about it. And Grizz and I are actually on a team. Um, the name wasn't chosen by either of us, but it's called Potato Squad. Um, <laughs> we're going to be competing in it, and it's going to be really exciting. This is actually the first kind of tournament, if you will, other than the um, charity event. So really curious to see how this goes. And I know um, some of the PUBG officials are actually looking at it, too, and, and seeing how it's going to perform. Okay, well, I got to get the inside scoop since you guys are on a team together. Um, I'm going to be watching the tournament, hopefully, uh, maybe on the replays. I might have to work, I think. But I want to know, um, right now, you guys are going into this tournament. You've got some preparation time. Are you all practicing? Are you just discussing strategy? Are you implementing strategy? What are you all doing right now to prepare? Uh, right now, just practicing as much as uh, we can get everybody on together to practice. Um, as for strategy... I think the best thing that's going to be able, in my opinion, the best thing that's going to be able to be done is going to be see how everybody else is going to play. It's not going to be uh, just a normal game with a bunch of randoms in it. It's going to be some really top-tier teams in there, like Cloud9, Noble Esports, TSM. So it's definitely yeah. going to be it's going to be something different. So it's going to. Are have you to, saying you're planning to like adapt once you're in game? You're not like necessarily like practicing certain drops right now. You're going to see what the plane does and kind of move off that? I mean, basically, that's what this game is to begin with. There's no guaranteed golden strat right now anyways. I mean, if you've already thought it, someone's already done it, it's going to do it, it's already thinking about doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I think the biggest thing with anybody is really just team cohesion and and landing and staying together and working as a team. Um, Because if you can work together as a team, it can make complete difference and kind of having people separated or even just practicing one strategy because you never know, like you said, every game is different. You drop 
things go bad in the beginning. So just working on team cohesion, I think, is the best thing that any team can really practice on. And you mentioned a couple of big-name teams here, and I know that you guys and a couple of the other uh, teams that I'm familiar with are also very, very uh, capable of winning this tournament from the get-go. Do you guys think the meta will change a little bit from maybe what we saw in the charity event, that um, maybe people will veer away from their strats that they're running in squads on a day-to-day basis because they know the other teams are are aware of those strats and could be doing the same things? Oh, for sure. Uh, big cities are going to be a big no-no. No one, in my opinion, uh, no one's going to drop straight down from plane path. Everybody's going to try to go to smaller little unmarked towns, little houses, watching how people are playing and what they're doing. It's going to be a lot of slow play. It's going to be a lot, of a lot of play. Like a lot of crates. Do you think people are going to go for crates or leave them alone? Ballsy people will mess with them. I don't think many people will mess with them, but the people who want the high risk, high reward, I feel there's going to be a few people in there and we might be a couple of those people as well. Yeah, I mean, we saw, we did some scrims and we definitely saw people not dropping in the cities. I think we did, we dropped into Sniya in one of the matches and nobody was even near it. Um, they just don't want to risk losing somebody at the start in a, a silly scenario where you're in a city. So it is, it is going to be a change, I think. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot slower, slower pace for the most part going through it. Awesome. I'm so excited for this tournament. Um, again, it's a Paku's tournament. That's I P P A K U. And he's a Twitch streamer and he will be live streaming the tournament as a observer on May 27th. Uh, it starts at four. Now the way it works is the first game that we play, um, I said there's four games. So the first one is just a warm up. The second one is going to be a just regular day map, but that's when the actual um, competition kind of starts. And then team with the most points at the end, each place in your rank is awarded a point. And then at the end, it'll be compiled up, and that'll be the winner. And there's also a sub-prize of um, whoever got the most kills throughout the event, and the kills are tracked from the, fir- or the second game to the fourth. Awesome. And just to kind of segue into our next topic, the tournament is on the 27th. We have a patch dropping the 25th. So we are actually going to see some weapons and some uh, mechanics in this tournament that we haven't even really played with much. Maybe some teams are going to be practicing on the test client as soon as it comes out. Uh, that's very possible. Uh, depending on what they're planning on doing with these weapon uh, balances again could change a lot of things. Have to uh, make people readapt to weapons all over again. It all depends on what exactly they're changing. And with the new VSS, no one actually knows how well that gun's actually going to be. So it's definitely going to be something people are going to have to play around with for the time that they have in between the tournament as well. Definitely. I mean, it's... It's going to be a big change, different different mechanics with the motorbike coming out and a lot of the stuff that we're about to go over. Um, getting that practice time in before the actual tournament now since we're going to have just under a 24-hour window or a little over a 24-hour window to, to practice on it. Um, I like the test server. The only thing I don't like about it is I feel it still performs better than the regular game. So if there's yep. imperfections in the regular game, I'd rather have those known about rather than practice on a smooth um, test server. Well, let's uh, jump into the patch notes then. We kind of teased it a little bit, but they released the dev patch notes today for the new monthly patch this this month. 
And uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, improvements. This update was focusing on client performance. So some of the kind of small um, ticket but big impact items are their improved CPU usage for world-level streaming. We've got improved rendering performance for fences, grass, and also uh, for rendering of weapons and attachments distance. Um, this one particularly excites me because I'm the kind of guy that, especially in solos, I'm jumping to like a cluster of six apartments with a few other people. I want to see that ump on the roof and know which side of the roof I need to parachute to or see that there's not a good weapon on the roof and, and make that audible and veer off. So I think that's going to be really good. Yeah, it's going to be something, um, again, seeing the new performance boost um, and actually having the game further optimized is awesome. Uh, definitely, definitely excited for that. A lot of there are going to be changes, a lot of rendering just in general and for things and how they perform. Character animation is going to be improved. Um, for your effect right now, the effects, how what setting you have them on, they're going to be improving um, the kind of performance of that. So you're not getting a lot of FPS drops or drop because you have a um, higher set effects because you, you want to see them. And the way they talked about the animation, you know, this is just speculation, but I'm wondering if we're going to see like some different kinds of gun flashes now based on the different kind of weapon that's being fired. I know they've been working on the gun flash uh, a little bit lately, so you, and I've noticed in my games that you can see people better now when they're shooting. So hopefully that keeps keeps going in that direction. Yeah, and then uh, another thing: improve the performance of team mate nameplate map and mini map and team play. Um, it's kind of interesting. Now, Grizz, we were talking about this before this. Um, what do you think the performance of teammate nameplate is about? Uh, well. What I would assume it would be is uh, the current problem right now is whenever you and a teammate are, like, pushing somebody in a somewhat close-quarter environment um, and your teammate goes down and he dies, and then you're left in a situation where you sought to fight that person and your teammate's crossbones are blocking the uh, enemy, basically. And you're practically, he's practically invisible to you, even though he can see you clear as day and he might be in the wide open. So I'm hoping that that has to do along with that to where it's going to either be smaller the closer you get to it or transparent or something of the sort. So it's more visible to see enemies because I can't tell you how many times I've lost games because of that. Yeah, I'm definitely now, curious Chris, to see. Have you, ever, have you ever walked into a house and your teammate went around the other side of the house? You're both still alive. And they open the, you know, the other door, they're on the other side of the house and you go in and the person that you should be shooting looks like they're your teammate because the name is still like above them. I've had that happen as well. That is a big problem. I've had that happen so many times. I've ended up shooting my teammates because of that as well. Because you're not sure. You're like, well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's definitely a scary moment. Um, another thing kind of speculated with that is somebody had talked about, um, different, Name plates, color-wise, um, for each of your teammates, so you can better distinct them um, where they're at and things like that. Just like on the mini map, you see their names, and you can drop points. Having corresponding colors could help. Mm-hmm, for sure. In the map and mini map um, in team play, I'm curious about this because I haven't really seen anything talked about it yet. Um, again, that's where I think maybe the color distinction might come into play with that a little bit more, so you can see um, the red marker is. Sluffy over here, and you see where he's moving, he's heading to that marker, and he's also green on the map. Uh, maybe just something like that, I'm not too sure. I would love it, and I might talk about this in suggestions, like 
but just if they had like a little range, like a dynamic range finder next to the nameplate. So it said like, you know, Wolfie or Grizz, and then under it, it said like, you know, 110 meters, seven meters. So when I saw your name on the map, it also showed me your, like I didn't have to check the mini. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would also, um, in a way, even help you for um, leveling your shots out. You know, if you see your teammate is, say, 100 yards from you, you know you're already set at a perfect kind of distance for shooting that somebody maybe needed help, and there's a guy flanking his building you can easily see and acquire your target and get a shot on on target faster um, just by having those tips, those little tools. For sure, that could definitely help out a lot of people in some situations. You could also separate the game more, you know. You could send those people out in more of a flanking um, scenario because you're going to be able to effectively land those shots. <laughs> yeah, just send out a dummy to go stand, yeah. <laughs> go stand out in the middle of the field, tell them to wait in the bush. <laughs> when, you're, hey, when your friends that don't play much join your squad. Hey, yeah. Get as close as you can to that guy. I want a headshot. Right. Push him, push him. Awesome. Well, now we're jumping into what everybody's excited about, um, the content this week, the things that they're adding to the game. They are adding a new weapon. This weapon is the VSS. It is this suppressed sniper rifle with a permanent 4x scope, and it's running 9mm ammo. This weapon is going to be in care packages or airdrops, and then also is a very rare loot spawn. So I think I read maybe a little more rare than the CAR-98. Um, what do you guys think about this new weapon? Are you excited to use it? Do you think you won't use it? It's In my opinion, it's going to be very situational. If I find it, I'll use it for the simple fact that eliminates me having to find a long-range scope. But at the same time, it's going to all come down to damage output, if it's even worth it at that point, and like the recoil to damage uh, ratio. Because I don't want to be shooting at a guy, they said it was good up to about 400 meters. Mm-hmm. I want to be pelting a guy three, 400 meters out and have to hit him seven, eight times with like a level 2 vest on. It's not yeah. worth it at that point, just for like the suppressor and the forets. I mean, I think the damage output is going to be higher. Um, I've used the VSS in many games, and it's probably have been has been one of my favorite weapons on any game I've ever played. If it has it, I'm going to usually grab it. Um, the fact that it comes barrel suppressed right off the start gives it a huge advantage, and the fact that it has the starting ten round um, mag with the option for extended mag, I think is going to be awesome for it. Um, and like you said, having it even for that guaranteed four times every time will be awesome. Um, I think with the rarity, it's probably going to do a higher damage output, um, maybe even just a little above the SKS. I don't know that if that's the case, but I feel like it, that's what would probably fit in the best because it is meant to be a marksman rifle or sniper rifle. So having that extra damage will be great. Um, and as I've read it, it um, the rumors, I've seen rumors for both uh, burst fire and automatic fire, but as I recall, the VSS is a semi-automatic. So I think we'll see burst fire. It's fully auto. It's fully. It's, it's a fully it's auto, auto weapon and a uh, okay. semi-automatic. So I could see people using this. Um, you know, if they get that extended mag, is actually their close-range weapon as well. Suppressed. If you're running around a city, you know, maybe just using, you know, third yeah, person or hit fire. Definitely possible. My personal opinion, I never like getting into a fight with anything more than a two-time scope. And even then, I don't even like using a two-time scope, so normally I'll just have a red dot. But um, if it comes down to it and 
personally, if I'm in a situation like that, I mean, it would definitely be good with that uh, running around with auto suppressed, but I'm not going to be using the four at close range. I'm probably going to be hip firing most of the time. And you can't take it off. It does say it's a permit. Yeah. So it's, it, you're stuck with it. Now, this is an exciting thing for me because it means I have another reason to stay in, I guess. Actually, that's probably not a good reason. Uh, they're adding a new motorbike, the one that we had heard about, and now we have a video for it, and I'm super excited for it because they're also adding air controls for this thing so you can do a front flip on purpose or do a back flip, and it doesn't seem, at least in the clip, it doesn't throw you off like the current motorbike does. Um, this is going to be at least a single-seater. I don't know if anybody can ride on the back. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, it's definitely going to be some fun. If it doesn't actually throw you off, it's going to be some fun, you know, doing a black backflip over a team, landing on the other side of a hill, jumping off, and, you know, style points, you know, style points when you games, man. I'm 100% <laughs> stoked about the stealth exit strategies. Like, a motorbike, you can hide in a bush. You can hide, like, on a wall, like, these are going to be fun, I think, more in solo games and duo games than anywhere else. I don't know what bushes you've been seeing that could hide this thing. Yeah, I was going to say. But you will truly dream in your own world. This is Sluffy's game, apparently. He's making bushes for it. I know where the best bushes are. Everybody knows. Um, but it's. I think it's going to be really cool because it's a little bit more stealthy. It's obviously going to be loud, but just the size of it allows you to hide it. So if you pull up to a compound and you want people to not know you're there... It's going to be a lot easier to stash this than like a Dacha or a buggy or anything else. That is true. It's also going to be a lot more uh, mobile as well. You can be able to get it through tighter areas that you normally wouldn't be able to get through with a car. Like, uh, for instance, Roshawk, when you're driving through houses and like the broken down walls where there's like those mm-hmm. little openings that you're just big enough for you to run through. Maybe you might be able to get the bikes through that and it might save your life not having to go out and around, you know into uh open fire you might be able to dip by and cover a lot easier in it yeah i mean thinking about like ruins and crates so like novo oh for uh, sure georgia you could actually cruise through the crates it's definitely going to be interesting it's gonna (laughs) you people are probably going to get screwed from that you know slewing around crates in georgia pole gonna have a motorcycle come run over you're over (laughs) it's definitely going to be a it might even be a new meta, at least for um, just just transporting, especially in squads. You can use it in so many different ways. Uh, can change the gameplay. Wait, are you oh, guys thinking sure. what I'm thinking? In Novo, there are wooden ramps that go up. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I already know what I'm doing when the test server comes out. We're dumping bikes, boys. <laughs> X Games are coming to PUBG. <laughs> Um, the next, uh, on the long lines of the patch notes is some, uh, gameplay changes. They are reducing the moving speed of two final play zones. Um, their thoughts are that it's going to make for better engagement during the in What do you guys think about that? Um, I'm personally all for it. Um, cause there's situations in the final couple zones where you can have the best position in the world and be set up like you already know you're going to win the game because of your positioning. And then there's situations where you're absolutely screwed. You have to move immediately because of how fast the zone moves, which usually isn't the case for the most of the time, but there are situations where I've lost multiple games because of it. So with the, if 
they're talking about decreasing, which I'm hoping they are. Yeah, actually they are. They said they reduced. Okay, so them decreasing it, it's going to allow for more tactical movement when you're in those worst positions. Yeah, so like being the underdog of the circle, like, wow, we have to move really far. It gives you time to set up a strategy, set up a plan. I know right now a lot of people think in the last two circles, if I have to take a fight, we've already lost the game. Whether we win the fight or not, it's just going to take up, you know, healing time, fighting time, you know, trying to get back organized time, and that that circle's already chunking you. So this will maybe just allow you to have that fight and then recover from it and reset and move on. Now I'll throw um, something for kind of the other side of the fence, just because I saw it today when I was I was kind of reading through Reddit. Um, somebody wishes they weren't the first two cir- or the last two circles, but um, the third and fourth circle that should be moved to a slower time, um, just because you get yourself in situations where you don't have a car, you spend the whole game running through the circles. As soon as you get to the next point, you he- try to heal up, and you already have to start running it again, or you can't stop. Um, to make it into those zones. So you're getting eliminated before you could even effectively try to do anything. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I, I think, I hope oh, they sorry, play with it. No, you're good. Um, I hope they play with it. Like they tried this in game circle and then they say, okay, let's reset a little bit. Let's try longer first game circles because we were in early access. So why not give us the chance to try multiple different styles and see what the best game looks I'm a little bit different on this topic, uh, at least for if you're talking about third and fourth circle. I'm cool with the last two circles, with them reducing the movement speed. But personally, around third to fourth circle, there's really like maybe one out of 20 games. I will not even, maybe even more, like one out of 30 games. Um, I'll get caught with what you were just talking about, Wolfie. Um, it's like you need to know what fights to take personally. Like I don't think the third and fourth circles need to be readjusted or any circles before the last two for that. It's all about positioning and how you move and the fights you take. You need to know what fights you can take, what you have to, what resources you have to use to your advantage. You need to know where you're landing. Like even if you were to land, let's say you landed on the far west side of the map. And the circle decides to screw you and go all the way to the far east side. You're still going to be able to make it. You can still find, you're, if you don't find the car, it's probably user error. You're, it's so hard to not find a car, like running. You might be running for a little bit, but you will eventually find a car. Now we're going to talk about some, some car spawns here in a minute. Um, I, I definitely or understand what you say. I'm actually on that more opinion myself. Um, I just, I know I've been stuck in situations where I didn't have a car or anything like that. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those should stay the same because it kind of forces you again to know what's going on yeah. and make sure your team is getting on the move before you get unnecessary damage. Now, sometimes it's worth it for, for some certain loot. Um, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't have that loot and you, you have to, you can, if you don't have any meds, trying to stay in the blue and hope you're going to find meds, you just wasted that time and you're going to use those meds to recover what you just lost. I mean, it puts you in more of a stressful situation where if you take a fight, it could just could have all been avoided if you just got out of there on time. Okay, exactly. I got a scenario for you, Grizz. I want to know what you would do in this situation. You're calling the shots for your team. The plane flies west to east down the middle of the map. You all guys right. jump west side of the map, wherever. The circle pops, and it's halfway in the ocean on the east, halfway on the coast. It's like far east. 
are you guys looting for five minutes and then trying to find a car as the circle pushes in on you and hoping you have the meds to to boost through it? Or are you gonna jump in a car and head east immediately, like make that counterplay? Like, what's your strategy there when you see the circle and it really doesn't be- to make sure you get to the play zone? Whenever I'm playing squad, because I only play squads, so when I'm playing with squads, with my squad, regardless of who they are, if I'm calling shots, we are going to jump somewhere within the vicinity of a guaranteed car. We, Because our squad will always know where all the guaranteed cars are. So what we'll do is, if the circle pops like that, we'll loot until we see the circle pop, and then we'll be like, okay... For so far away from blah, 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 like whatever car we're going to grab, loop for, say, two more minutes, and then run to the car. And then once the circle starts to move, you still have five minutes to hit the edge of the white circle closest to you. So that's five minutes you could have spent running, looking for another car, if something happens, or driving. And if you get close enough to the circle, you can dive on a compound that you don't think might be looted based on plane path. And finish up looting, or you can go clean up on a squad that you hear fighting somewhere, get good positioning on them, clean up. Like I've had plenty of games where a couple of us only had a couple UMPs and a couple shotguns, and we clean up on the squad and we come out, you know, more looted than we'd spend looting for 20 minutes, you know, because we have like eight body bags because the squad just killed one squad and we clean up. Labor by bullets. I'm sorry, one more time. Oh, I said, what do you call it, Wolfie? Labor by bullets when you uh, when you're just looting off of other people. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I like that. That's that's cool. Um, definitely it'll be cool to see if the meta changes with the vehicle spawn changes that we'll talk about. But uh, that's uh, going to be interesting to see how the blue zone uh, plays out with this. That's actually true. I didn't even. I remember. Reading that, they're actually changed because it's a bug right now. Cars aren't supposed to be guaranteed. I forgot about that. So that's actually going to change a lot of things now I think about it. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Um, And then they're making some changes to to some weapons here. Um, The first one, I think it's it's a needed thing. Um, They're changing the vector. They're reducing the bullet damage slightly. So hopefully it's not too much. Um, But... And then they're increasing the deviation gain per shot. So um, what I believe this would mean was if you're in full auto or if you're re- running semi-automatic and you're throwing a, a massive amount of rounds down range, um, each bullet now thereafter is going to be less accurate. So a little bit of a nerf to the Vector. I agree with that. The Vector is a slaughterhouse right now. There's a many guns that can beat that close quarters, man. In fact, like, if you're up against a shotgun that isn't an S12K, if you miss that first shot with the shotgun, you're done. Like, you're not, you're not loot, you're not winning against the vector if they can yeah. aim. Tuner recently tweeted that it was, uh, its effective range was up to 75 meters, which at a full auto, low recoil, like 75 meters, that's pretty ridiculous. Oh, it is. It is, it is lethal. It is so a scary gun to balance. push. Um, Sorry. Also got, Changes to the Winchester, the pump, the double barrel, and the S12K. Um, they're reducing the pellet damage slightly. So I think we're going to see shotguns take another a little bit of a slight nerf. I think they're not nerfing the range at all. So if you're still liking, you know, shotgun snipering with the choke, 
Um, it's going to be good, but they're not going to do quite as much damage. They're still working on spread mechanics like we talked about last week. So as you see that pellet um, spread mechanics and performance improve, we'll see the shotgun. This next one I'm actually kind of shocked by. Um, they're going to be increasing the bullet damage for the AKM. So this is just a, kind of something um, I, I just, I don't know, I didn't see it coming. If anything, I thought maybe they would like lower it slightly. And this is your favorite gun right now. I know you talked about it last week and loadout and loot spots uh, have an 8X on it. So you're just thinking this is going to be like the replacement for the sniper rifle now? I mean, it's, a, it's, I like it at least for the place SKS. I don't, I'd rather carry an AK with an eight times or even just a four times than try to run an SKS. Um, it's great up close and you're going to be able to put a lot more shots down range um, in rapid succession versus the recoil of the SKS. For sure. I too, I'm not too sure how I feel about increasing the damage of the AK. I feel like it's a pretty hard hitter as it is. I mean, it's just under the SKS and then they're bumping it up even more. I mean, basically, unless they're adjusting the SKS as well, which they didn't mention, it's basically just taking the SKS out of the picture. Honestly, yeah, at that point. More rounds in the mag just to start. You have the fully auto option for up close, which is great. I, exactly. I just, I, I still don't ever see a point to pick up the uh, SKS, but I, now that they're increasing the damage of the AK, um, but they are making some other tweaks to it that we'll talk about in a second. It's kind of, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out with this, because I've, I've been one-tapped it with like a level 2 helmet on um, headshot, which theoretically should do the trick, but in-game it's just it's crazy to have that happen to you. Oh, yeah. And to continue on through action and gunplay, we're also going to see um, some improvements to weapon attachments. So um, now you will be able to attach a sniper rifle cheek pad to the SKS, so maybe a little bit more stability. Uh, aiming down uh, the sights or the scope and um, probably help with the recoil a bit. And then also the tactical sock for the M416 can now be put on the vector. So that will also improve recoil. And M416 stock was bugged for a while, but rumors testing seem to to show that it is fixed. So if you weren't picking up the tax stocks because they were bugged, start picking them up again and grabbing them for your team. I think, uh, personally, with amending the tactical stock for the vector, because right now it does have some brutal recoil. So if they're trying to reduce the damage of the vector, but they're also allowing you to put like a tactical stock, which could help for a recoil reduction, I feel like that would be a, a somewhat good turnoff because I'd rather have almost no recoil, which I'm not saying it will, but I'd rather have almost no recoil with low damage and high damage with like high recoil because I could put way more bullets in you than I can with super high recoil, you know? Oh, definitely. It'll be fun to see how that one plays out with and without the stock. Um, I also like the fact that you're getting two attachments that you can put on that gun now that can transfer over to the M416. So you find a vector early, which you're lucky if you do, but if you kit it up and then run into an M416 later and feel like you need to switch to a large weapon, you've already got some attachments over from the SMG. It'll definitely uh, be pretty nice to do that as well. And they also adjusted the uh, color for the aiming point on the crossbow scope, so I think we're going from green to red. 
And I was talking with a few other people today and we kind of uh, settled on that the two dots on the crossbow scope, the top one's 75 meters and the 50. You guys can correct me if I'm if you were wondering. Honestly, I did not know. Usually I start a red dot on it. <laughs> if I'm using it, that is. Yeah, they are uh, for different distances. Um, I've always kind of just stuck where they put their head in the middle and it's worked out for me. But, um, that's the crossbow master folks so go with what he said not what I said I don't know I, I, I think it's a fun weapon uh, it's a great spot and I'm curious to see what they do with the, the reticle and then um, one other thing this is kind of huge they fixed a uh, gunplay bug with aiming which is awesome um, they caught this and let us know they found it and they're fixing it um, the way it was working is when you would shoot the recoil would adjust the barrel of the aiming aim point where the next bullet would land, but your aim would actually be on target. So it was a, it was accounting for recoil in a, a different way. So now they're actually making that more of a fixed point. So when you bring it back down and you put your shot down there, it's going to land on target where it should be. Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, a lot better for the really good shooters out there that get kind of screwed over, even though they actually look like they're hitting the shots and they're not. It's uh, going to make the players who are getting screwed by that hit a lot more shots now, including myself. Can't tell you how many times that screwed me over. And we were talking about this earlier, Wolfie, but we think this is kind of like a subtle uh, buff to the SKS. Such a high recoil sniper that was the... Yeah, I feel like... I, you know, I've always felt like it's been inconsistent, and I think that could could have been the reason. It's throwing that recoil and your point of aim so far off. By the time your sight is back down, you're still when you send that second shot down, um, it's hitting above them because you pulled before the barrel was fully aligned. And that was something that and, we didn't see or know. And to describe what was happening, basically, when you would start to move your crosshair, or it would be affected by recoil, the place where the actual bullet was hitting was lagging behind a little bit. Um, so the shots wouldn't hit right where you were shooting because the actual bullet point was behind. Now it's going to be spot on. There's a Twitter video that Pub Battlegrounds released on their Twitter, so if you want to check that out, just check out their Twitter. And Yeah, I definitely, thinking about it now that you say something, I feel like that might be the root of why the SKS was so off when people were shooting it. Because when yeah, you shoot it, you don't want to, like, shoot slow. Because, like, it's a semi-automatic rifle. Like, you want to kind of pump shots out. A lot of people do that, so. We'll have to see. And they've uh, modified the recoil for the AKM, the SCAR, the M16, and the M416. I'm curious to see how this plays out, especially with the damage increase to the AK. Um, if it's going to have more recoil, if it's going to be more of a um, horizontal recoil as well. Um, it's more of a vertical kind of how they're going to tweak that. And the M416, I think that might be more with the um, stock uh, than anything. And, I mean, at a, at a base, but it will play into with the stock on there. What do you guys think? My personal... Oh, Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, my personal opinion uh, with a couple of the guns, the AK, even with the compensator, I feel like the recoil is entirely too high still. It needs to be tweaked a little bit. As for the scar, that is a laser beam. Like, hands down, it was 
uh, before the first monthly patch when they modified everything, and it still is. That's my go-to gun. But the biggest one that I feel like they should reduce the recoil on is the M416 with all the attachments. Because right now I feel like that thing has equivalent recoil to the AKM, in my opinion. I feel like it's really high, especially if you have all the attachments for it. Yeah, I like what you said about the attachments, because I'm actually hoping that some of the modified recoil here is depending on whether you're rocking a fighter versus suppressor fighter. For sure. Because right now it feels like it's not a big difference unless you're getting a compensator for recoil. Like the suppressor and the flash hider both don't really feel like they're adding anything on that front, even though the flash hider is supposed to. So maybe, you know, we're going to have to test out all the attachments and see what's going on, but hopefully the recoil is changing on a couple of different. Something I would really like to see into this, I might be skipping a little too far ahead, but I would like to see the M16 go back to the original recoil it was given when the game was launched. So I feel like that was perfect. Maybe a little bit more, but not nearly as much as it's now. And in turn to the recoil reduction again, they could possibly reduce the damage. So it would take like an Edster one to two bullets compared to a Scar. In my opinion, it'd be a fair trade-off. So and they also added a couple other uh, gunplay things just um, uh, about zooms and third-person uh, glitches with throwing grenades, and then we're also going to ADS time, UX scope, be a little bit quicker. Yeah, they've added... Uh... Some other things just pertaining to vehicles, pop a wheel, it's going to make more of an audible sound um, and effect of the vehicle. So you could see some more crazy ragdoll effect with cars. With this, of a tire popping, going to the ground, just sending you flying, we'll see. Maybe it causes an explosion effect and bounces you. I don't know. Um, they're going to add burnt vehicle or burnt markings to vehicles after they've been destroyed. Uh, vehicle explodes, it'll damage nearby fences. Just some stuff like that. Nothing too... Too crazy. And with the uh, world, uh, they are adding some vegetation to the lobby. So if you're wanting to see how well you can hide in bushes, <laughs> we're going to see some, some new trees and bushes on the island. They're going to add some vegetation. We've got some gardeners. They're going to make your lobby experience. Nice. And then they're adding uh, a lot of people... For removing markers, if you press delete, it'll remove your marker from the map, which is going to be nice. Um, they've adjusted the transparency of the mini-map grid and coordinates to take, or text to make the map more visible. And added so a, they added a dotted line towards the next play zone on the mini-map. What, what does that mean? I think it's uh, just going to, like, let you know probably the fastest point of getting to the zone. To help people. It's like a straight line, yeah. Yeah, like if you're running late to the zone, you know, we all kind of do it. You run at an angle slightly. Well, if you were to hit this point, it's going to be the fastest point if you need to get there if you're running too far behind. That'll be cool. That'll help with tactics. For sure, for sure. Um, They've modified the design a few things. Um, They've added some languages. So they're, you know, trying to get more and more um, countries uh, that are ready to play this game. able to read and, and work through the menus, which is awesome. And they're adding some new key bindings for hold breath and motorbike air control, and then switch to previous weapons. So I think some of these things were just not modifiable in the settings, 
and so they're uh, affecting that you can now change that if you want to move hold breath from shift to somewhere else you'll be able to do that the motorbike air controls um wolfie talked about this earlier but you're going to be able to um, pitch front back we don't know if there's going to be i think with that what they're doing is they're moving it off shift maybe or when you're in a vehicle it binds to shift and then you use wasd and it, it maneuvers That'd be pretty cool. Like a toggle, toggle mode, so you get yeah. double use out of the keys. Um, improve the sound of the motorbike, I guess. Rap, 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 rap. Added a sound. Uh, destruction. Which that is going to be a little bit louder, maybe. Um, and it's then this... Just, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I think... Uh... A few of these things they're adding is just uh, stuff they're just trying to get out the way. The little things for when they actually go to release the game. They don't yeah. have to worry about all the little stuff. And they, this is going to be huge for the SKS that we've talked about quite a bit tonight. Fixed an issue that disabled bullet tracing for the SKS. So kind of like that recoil, you know. Right now you can't really see where your, your bullet goes. So being able to see now where that, that first shot landed um, help you with getting shots on target better. For sure, that for seems sure. like a big SKS buff. I think people are really going to... It's going to help people compensate what they're doing wrong or how the SKS is... If the SKS still is bugged, they'll help them compensate a little bit better for uh, landing their shots. Yeah, and for all you uh, room clearers out there, they are bringing the flashbang back without the crash. Um, so when you're trying to clear a building and you really want to use that flash, they're coming back. That'll be fun. And a big, uh, we talked about this earlier, Grizz, you kind of mentioned it, but I think one of the biggest bug fixes they're doing is that they caused vehicles to spawn in all garages. That was a bug. Vehicles should not spawn in garages 100%. They should be, it's going to be, you know, it sounds like 60, 70, this is speculation, but that's going to change the meta of the game because right now a lot of squads are jumping guaranteed cars at L car, yep. J car, and all the Ross hot cars. People know where the cars are that are experienced. And now they could jump down there, be racing another squad, and now you've got two or three squads at one compound, and there's not a car there. There's going to have to be a fight. So it's going to it's gonna add some aggressiveness to the game, I think. Oh, yeah. It's going to make – it's definitely going to change metas, too. It's going to make people have to have, like, a uh, backup plan. Like, what if the car's in there? Where do you go if you're uncontested to loot? Um, like, what's your nuts course of action? I mean, we saw how big the adding the motorbike to garages, just taking that vehicle seat out changed things. So, oh, yeah, leaving the vehicle one entirely. Behind. I'll and meet then, you guys later. Um, they're, this isn't a full fix yet, but they're fixing um, some of the bugs that would get your character stuck or your vehicle stuck in, in a building or items or things like that and fixing the loot table where if, if something is clipped in the stairs, you can't pick it up. I know we've all tried it, and then somebody else will come up and say, oh, let me try it. I can get it. Like, your their keyboard yeah. is better than yours. Um, it's not going to pick it up. Now it will, um, which is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that. Um, and then the wonderful lagging of crate drops that everybody thinks is at AWM or um, out of there. It's just going to fall as it should as normal. That would be good. I remember I've had to wait a f- quite a few minutes just for the crate to drop, watching it bounce up and down. 
I think someone on Twitch had a video this week of them waiting for a care package and they pulled out a book like on stream and just started reading. Oh my the book. God. Uh, and they're also fixing um some bugs with the throwable weapons um we talked about view change and then also uh the free look direction of facing when they throw. So people that are throwing a lot of nades, you'll notice this um if you're not throwing a ton of nades too much, but they're working on these cool fixes. Um also an issue with uh two markers being visible when placing a marker in the airplane after placing one in the lobby. So if you've ever had that ghost marker, like you place a marker on Georgia pool and you jump out and then you're flying the wrong way because you thought you were going towards blue marker, pink marker, that should be. And for everybody that really likes it when their rain sound glitches out, that is going to be fixed, not giving you an advantage over it. Having that muted sound and having uh, that easy advantage Oh yeah, that was uh, really overpowered. Very overpowered. You're going to be safe in the red zone now when you're in bombs. Um, if you're in a closed house, it's going to prevent you from dying now versus getting blown through the wall or something like that. <laughs> I've never been hit by the red zone three seconds later. <laughs> That's going to be a good thing that going to fit. It's no. really funny to, so to see someone get really mad when they're inside a building prone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. As long as it's not me. They're also fixing um, an animation bug that would not stop when using a consumable item while reviving a teammate. I haven't had this issue. Uh, I guess people are having that issue, so they're fixing that. They're also going to be fixing um, a bug that Caused character experience damage effects, that ghost effect where you're just running in a solo game or even in a, a squad game and you just take damage out of nowhere. They're fixing that finally. Uh, nobody has to ha have that haunt them. While, like, the horror jump scares. Yeah, totally the little mini game. heart attacks, man. Those are not fun. Um, it also says they're fixing a bug with the causing the final play zone to be created over water. So if you've ever been nervous about that ocean play zone and been rushing for a boat or something like that. You know, no more water world fights. So until kind custom of, maps come out, I'm kind of upset about that. I've always wanted a water ending, you know, but I never got one. <laughs> yeah, it never happened to me either. But I saw them enough on Reddit. They're also fixing a bug apparently where the sound of the UMP with the silencer is too low. I haven't again ran into that one, but they're going to be. Fixing that for anybody who's been shot by an up, I guess, and didn't hear it. And they're fixing a bug that caused the uh, trace effect to not disappear after using a throwable weapon. It sounds like a lot of the effects they're working on with performance, so I think we're going to see less smoke trails from cars that passed by 10 minutes ago. And some of those like after effects from throwables will work as an... Yeah, they're also making it so if you... <laughs> Pull out a grenade and you're getting ready to throw it and then drop to another weapon or switch to another weapon, it's going to drop the grenade now rather than put it back in your inventory. Uh, hopefully that give you the, the auto, audible cue to get the hell out of there. Um, we'll, we'll see how kind of that works out. No more secret <laughs> pocket bombs. <laughs> it's going to be cool too. think about being chased. Now you can just pull out your grenade, pull the pin, and then switch to your gun knowing that they're going to drop the grenade right there. 
So if you're getting chased in a house, you know, do that at the bottom of the stairs and then wait with your gun at the top. Then you've kind of got like a, a moment to create some space or, you know, if they run over it like an idiot, they're going to die. You could see some gameplay improvements from that. It's uh, an issue with the compass points not matching the actual direction if you're in the passenger seat of a vehicle. Again, not something I've experienced. Um, or maybe I just really wasn't paying full attention um, to that when I was in a vehicle. Oh, and the dreaded piece of information for all our tab looters. They are adding a character animation for dragging an item into the... So if you were being efficient using tab to loot over people that pressed F like Wolfie, um, you're going to go ahead and be doing an animation as well. So now F is probably going to be, I think, the the best way to loot because you're still going to have a full screen in front of you being able to see what's around you in case you, know, you need a gate. Well, you'll still be able to kind of drag and drop. It's just going to do the animation. Um, from- That's going to be a little irritating for when you're being chased through a house with a shotgun. Yeah. You got to stop, pick it up, and then go. But, I mean, I guess it's... A good thing, because it also goes either way for if you're the guy with the shotgun chasing them. But it changes the meta, because right now you can clear a whole building so quick from just dragging and dropping. Um, now you have to think about more time taken to loot, because you're kind of used to gauging, okay, so it takes me this average of this amount of time to loot two apartment buildings. Well, now you have to hit that animation every time you're picking something up, so it's really going to kind of change. Yeah, and that's it for... Uh... The patch notes and the bugs, um, patches dropping on the 25th. We should see the test servers tomorrow on the 24th. So next week uh, on the podcast, we're going to cover uh, how all this stuff actually played out and uh, how we feel about the patch. So tune in for that next week. Uh, but we're jumping now into our most favorite segment every week, loadouts and loot spots. And since we have a guest star Grizz, we're going to defer to Grizz and find out what his loadout and loot spot of the week are. So, Grizz, take us away. Um, so, basically, it's mostly situational, but uh, my most preferred place to loot would have to be Yasnaya. For a simple fact, there's an abundance of medical supplies, because that seems to be something your squad always needs. Um, usually never had problems finding military loot. You can easily gear out full level 2 your whole squad. Um, sometimes a couple people get fully level three out if you're lucky. Um, my preferred loadout would have to be obviously full level three gear. Um, and my weapon of choice is, uh, the lovely scar fully kitted with a compensator vertical grip, uh, extended quick draw and a forts and a red dot. I usually don't rock a secondary at all. I just swap between auto with the red dot and single fire with the forex, and it's won me plenty of games. An interesting take. Used to it. Do what? So that's an interesting take on on just handing your weapon it adds for better ammo and carrying capacity as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you like having that? You know, only rocking one ammo, you can pick up extra smoke, an extra grenade, an extra mm-hmm. first aid. Works kind of pretty well for me. Uh, I don't know, there's something about that gun, I don't know, like a lot of people like it, and a lot of people don't like it. I've personally enjoyed it since before the patch was, uh, the original, like, nerf when all the guns came out. So when that happened, it wasn't really no big deal to me, because the scar, in my opinion, wasn't really changed from 
anywhere to where it was from the previous patch anyways. So now I've got to put you on the spot here and you don't have to tell me your strategy if you don't want, but say you jump Yasnaya. There's a couple other squads coming with you, but you guys are down first. Y'all got your pick of Yasnaya. Where are you heading in the city? Uh, we're going to go to the west side. We're going to hit the northern sits pack of the two-story uh, military houses. And then we'll make our way uh, towards the back north apartments. There's a barn and two more military houses. And typically by then, we can get at least two to three people, a couple guns. And then uh, we'll split up in twos, and we'll just work our way back down towards Cafe. We'll all stay pretty close together, but we'll definitely have two and two for sure. And um, we'll just keep an eye out, basically, waiting for someone to show up, because they're going to run around top of us if they already aren't there. Very nice. That swarm mentality. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun, man. Then we'll move into, sorry to kind of, kind of cut you off there, but um, we're going to move into our suggestions kind of pool for this week, just because we are kind of running a little bit long, but suggestions, do you have any suggestions that you would like to see added to the game um, or that you've even seen that you've liked? I do. I was just thinking of it and I just lost it. Oh, no, here it is. Yes. I got it. So... My biggest pet peeve, as I was saying uh, a little bit earlier, uh, circle movement positioning, like uh, when you're screwed by the circle. A lot of times, my squad will not be ever screwed by the circle, typically. But people put themselves in positions to be screwed by the circle, and they enjoy it. Like, there's some, it's the most irritating thing ever, the people <laughs> who suicide to suicide you. It's like, it's like suicide bombers. They intentionally sit in the blue to kill you, and then they die to the blue. I want some sort of, like, punishment system put in play for that. I don't want, either don't let them shoot from the outside in, and vice versa, outside or inside out, or make it to the point where you can't see from the outside in. Or, my last one, this is the one that I really wish they would do. The longer you're in the circle, the more damage you take to the point where, like, say you stayed in it for 30 seconds, and if you go back in it again, you drop dead. It's probably a little brutal, and a lot of people wouldn't like it, but that's personally something that I would love seeing because a lot of people would change their gameplay. Again, they wouldn't hang around the blue, hang in the blue just to kill you so you don't win, even though they're not going to win. One suggestion I saw for that, um, I think it was on their forums, their official forums, but was that if you were in the blue, you almost had like a double or triple vision. That so would be can, something nice you for still sure. Move out, you could still move, but you couldn't really take like you couldn't just you know light up a team that was already. Yeah, I mean it would it would make sense. I mean I kind of wanted to piggyback off of that a little bit because that was actually my my third suggestion that I kind of wanted to talk about. It stole a little bit of my thunder, but I um, mean. With a penalization system, I kind of wanted to use whether like the blue is a screen almost, so like almost like a one-way mirror, so you could see through it, but you couldn't see any characters that were inside of the blue that are already safe. So if you're running in on a team, you won't be able to see them where they went 
Um, but the P- team inside could see you out. Um, I think that that would be kind of awesome if they could implement a system like that. Otherwise, just make it where it's like a blackout blue where you can't see through it, so you can't see once a team makes it in. Um, as far as sure. the penalty system, I think if you try to take a fight in the blue, it does more damage. If you shoot, it automatically starts taking your health for every shot that you take. So if you're just standing that on the blue... That would be something really nice. And send rounds down range, good. it's immediately going to kill you. Um, if you ever played Destiny, the touch of malice... Um, every time you shot on their last round without reloading it did damage to you. So I think something like that would be um, an awesome way to punish those players. My suggestion for the week is then just adding distance, like dynamic distance numbers on our name tag. Like they were a, all looting. Like a big radar around you that showed dynamic yeah. distances to each ring? Or yeah, to each ring and to the people that are on your team, you know. So oh yeah, like you I'm talked about nameplates. Yep. Yeah, I'm looting with you in South George, and I look, you know, through my building, I see Wolfie. I don't know if you're in this building or four buildings over without checking my mini map. It would be cool if there was just 64 meters. I kind of had an idea how far away you were. I know if danger happened, get to you without like constantly checking the mini gauge. My so I kind of have I two suggestions. They both have to do with compass, um, and I they go partially almost with what you're saying a little bit uh, in a different way. But first thing, a compass exact number. I did see this on Reddit. I thought it was an awesome idea. Just above, you can have a non-intrusive um, exact number little box that shows you. So you can, when you look and you say, hey, there's a guy 367, people can immediately look 367 and find it. Now, to tie into this, um, and as well as maybe like a nameplate thing, is next to their names or even on your um, compass, show like what direction somebody's looking from their point of view. So if Grizz is on my left and we're both looking at the same target, it's not going to be the same degree. So it will show, like, I'm looking 367, Grizz could be looking 127. And I could say, hey, Grizz, um, there's a guy at, you know, this range and it could help you um, immediately tell where they're going to be from maybe their point of view. For sure. Um, and you could put that again on the compass, giving you the, like a, a triangulation of the position for them. Yeah, anything that improves the tactical gameplay, I'm for. So stuff like that, I would love. It just you know allows people with education and good awareness of the game to be more efficient. Yeah, and then I think that that pretty much wraps up all all of our topics we wanted to cover. Now, Grizz can be found at. Twitch.tv slash Grizz757, is that correct? Yes, sir. Right, and you stream pretty much every day, or do you have a set schedule on your stream? Uh, usually every day for about 10 hours, starting around 4 p.m. Eastern. Awesome, man. And I, I hear you awesome. just got Twitch affiliated, too, so congrats on that. That's awesome. I did. Thank uh, especially you Especially because you're a, a relatively newer streamer. Um, got into it, what, with this game? Or did you do it before this game? Uh, actually, no, I just started about two week, two or three weeks ago with this game. Awesome. Uh, streaming it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really nice. It's growing pretty quickly. Hopefully, it keeps it up. Well, apparently, Grizz is a guy to check out, so if you do want to check his gameplay out, feel free to stop on by and tell him that the Chicken Dinner Podcast sent you, and he'll uh, sing a song for you, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for stopping by this week, Grizz. It was great having you. Yeah, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and then you can catch me at 
twitch.tv slash Wolf of Skywall. There's underscores between those um, words. Same thing with Twitter. Feel free to, if you want to have a recommendation or anything, just tweet at me or even come in the stream and then I'll make a note of it. Um, if you come in and let me know. And you can, and you can cash me outside. Don't ever say that again, ever. <laughs> Glad you cut it right after that.